98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Burns and Gambo starts now. Now. Straight up to the claw on this Thursday afternoon. Good afternoon and welcome into today's edition of the Burns and Gambo Show. Here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station, we are live from the Oxygen Community Studios. My name is Dave Burns, alongside the one, the only, John Gambadaro. Hi, Gambo. Bernsie, what's going on? Oh, football season is here. It's we back. Got it. we got, did you set your recorder? Did I? I did, as a matter did of fact. Me too. Well, Me too. I was <laughs> okay. like, I was getting ready to leave the house. I'm like, you know what? I don't know what time that game starts. I need to make sure I record this thing. I'm laughing All because right. in right. addition to setting my recorder, yeah. I got a text message from my adult son. Yeah. And he's like, so you, you got anything writing on the oh, game? Oh, man. <laughs> like, uh, man. You know what? I didn't. You said the funniest thing to me today. And it wasn't the funniest thing, but it was just what? three years ago, three years ago, the NFL wouldn't let Tony Romo run a fantasy football thing in Vegas. Yeah. And now there's a sports book. <laughs> there's a sports book on the on the on the State on Farm the state. Stadium campus. <laughs> Three years and, ago, and, and the, Tony Romo got shamed. <laughs> shame, shame, shame! You cannot run a fantasy football team, I know. Tony Romo. And three years later, three years later, we're, hey, we're you want to go hey. throw that throw out a grand on a game today at the card? Yeah, you could do it. Seriously, oh right? God. Like, like the, it's it's the first sports book. At a stadium in right. the NFL, right. and I think, man, was it really that long ago when the NFL was was to you were shaming Tony Romo for I mean, doing a like fantasy was, football convention? Ten in years Vegas? ago, no, it was three years like ago, three, four, maybe four years ago. Three I don't remember the ago. exact date, but it wasn't that long ago. It's like, man, that was man. quick. You I know, can't like, wait for Tony to witness it himself. <laughs> I know he's calling the game. He's calling the game on Sunday. And I'm not. It's that's not a Cardinals thing, by the way. That's just sort of a man. That happened fast, uh, right? Man, like man. you just look around. Man, when did that happen? That that was quick. So, yeah, sportsbook on site. My, how things have changed. Here's something that also hasn't changed. This weird, bad offseason for the Cardinals continues. It's time for our top story of the day. Burns and Gambo, the weigh-in. Brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss. Aaron Wilson was the first to report it. He covers the NFL for the Pro Football Network. Cardinals wide receiver Rondell Moore injured his hamstring today during practice, according to a league source. He's going to have further examination, including an MRI to determine the severity of the injury. Cardinals are already playing without DeAndre Hopkins due to suspension. Andy Isabella! Yeah. Let's go. Greg Dorch. Andy Isabella. Here we go. Here we go. Give me me it right now. Just let's let's have some fun. Let's have some fun. (laughs) Give me the over-under on Andy Isabella catches and yards in this game. Oh boy! All right, I'm just I'm assuming he's going to be active. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming he has two now. If they got no wide receivers, out, they're, they're right. out of wide receivers. Yeah, it's going to be Andy Isabella out wide okay. left and Dorch out wide right because everybody else is going to be. Go ahead. Andy Isabella catches and yards. Mm, give me catches okay. and yards. I'm going to set catches at two point five over. Oh, I'm going over. I'm going to set yards at. 37.5. You know what? I'm going to take the damn over. <laughs> I'm going to take the damn over. Mitch, will you write that I mean, down the, for me because okay. I don't have my pen. Rondo was a hamstring today. The game's on Sunday. He ain't playing. If it's a real hamstring if injury, if he's he ain't playing. getting an MRI on it today to he, determine the severity out. of it, yeah, right. that's, yeah. He's out. Um, I, I'm going Hopkins is out. 2.5, 37.5. Write that down. Those are those are where I'm putting the numbers. Um, what do you guys got? What do you guys got, Mitch? What do you got, Mitch? Get the over or the under? I'll take that. overs. On both? Yeah. yeah. Who's in there with you, Jesse? Jesse's, Jesse's in here. What's there, Jesse yeah. got, over or under? 
Jesse, what do you Give think? I'm going to go with uh, the. Mm, I'm going to go with the under still. The okay, unders on under. both. Okay. okay. Yeah. All, All right. right. I was thinking about moving the line based off of the early betting. No, but I, Jesse I was, came in with the under. But Jesse under. came in with the under. He bet he it, so I feel good about where the, the numbers under. are. Yeah. Yeah. I, maybe. See, you could work in Vegas, Bernsey. I, I don't even have the algorithms here. It's just uh, just coming up with numbers off. I'm sure somebody on Twitter will be more than happy to tell me how wrong my numbers are. But it does. Okay. So there's like a big picture and there's a, a small picture here. Small picture is obviously week one. It's going to be a shootout against the Kansas City Royals or Kansas City Royals, Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> Sorry, my brain's a little woo. Red Saberhagen. Um, it's going to be a Walking shootout against the Kansas City Chiefs, and you just lost one of your best offensive weapons. Yes. All right, so that's yeah. a, that's a major problem. It's a major problem because you don't have DeAndre Hopkins. It's it, but but bigger picture, wasn't this kind of part of Rondell Moore's mo? Throughout his college career yes. and even into his pro career, there was always yes. this fear of him being hurt a lot. And you know, and then the real bigger picture is just every damn thing that has happened to this team this offseason. Like enough. Who's got the voodoo doll? Put away the yeah. the pins. All right, we get it. Mer- Uncle so, Mercy, enough. 2019, he had a grade one left hamstring strain. He had to miss the rest of the season. Um, 2020, he had a game, a grade one hamstring stra- uh, hamstring strain, missed the first three games of the season. So he's had hamstring strains in his career that have caused him to miss quite a bit of time. So that's, you know, that's just, like, you're right. I mean, you said, wouldn't he have that? Yes, he had that. Yep, that's what he had at Purdue. Yep, he had that at Purdue. And, and so there's... there's it took a, in two to four weeks for that type of injury to heal. Two yeah. to four weeks. And, and when, if it lingers... <sighs> Hey, you're going to have a miserable season. If you try to come back too soon and it lingers, you're in trouble. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the MRI says. We'll see what the Cardinals say about it. But for a team that's dealt with D-Hop's suspension and Kyler's contract and this guy's hurt and that guy's hurt, uh, it's just my uncle, man. How much more can you take? Now, we weren't planning on leading the show with this. We were planning on leading the show basically with everybody else because there was a dash of good news today for the Cardinals at practice and, and probably no more so than Marcus Golden back on the practice field for the first time since the 1st of August. It's been more than a month since he was out yeah. there. A lot of prayers were answered with that today. <laughs> it's like a lot of prayers were answered. Big time. Yeah. But but the question is, and I'll play a Vance Joseph cut for you because Vance talked about Marcus's injury, uh, toe injury. Here's what Vance Joseph had to say about that. Well, he practiced some today. You know, he's been in every meeting, and that's, that's what's really important. Uh, he had a freak accident in, in the weight room with his toe, you know, so that toe's healing up right now, and hopefully he can go full speed on Sunday, but he's out there, he's practicing. You guys know Marcus Junk, right? I mean, if he's playing, he's going to go full speed, whether it's 20 snaps or 30 snaps, so again, I have no worries about him if he's on the field playing. He'll play hard and fast. This might be a dumb question, but yeah. does this end the conversation about the contract? Does, does this put a bow well, on that, or is that it, still it's in a the conversation? It. He's going to play. I mean, it's just, he's going to play, but I mean, I can't be too happy. It's got to be in the back of his mind that, you know, undervalued, underappreciated, underpaid, right? I mean, yep. that, was the, that was the tweet, if, I'm, if I have it correctly. So, um, I think that's still there. Nothing changed with that. He feels undervalued, he feels underappreciated, and he feels he's underpaid. But he's going to play, because if you don't play, you don't get paid. So, and he's still a lot of money, like, so I, I just think that he's going to play, because that's just who he is. And I don't think he wanted to take this, you know, any further into the season. Yeah, and that was kind of my broader point, was 
was if this truly was a game of contractual chicken, as a lot of people thought. And again, I, I heard what Vance Joseph said. I just played the cut. And it, he's saying freak accident in the weight room with the toe. Okay. Uh, if this was a, more of a contractual situation, did Marcus blink? Did, did he ultimately decide, okay, I'm coming into play. I tried, I tried, I tried, and I, I'm, I'm coming in, I'm going to play. Or was this truly an injury that needed to be healed? The other bit of good news today, Rodney Hudson was back out there today. Thank good. You talk about thank goodness, guys. Thank goodness, Those guy, Marcus two. Golden. Those are the two most important guys. There's a third who wasn't out there today. Yeah. And then a fourth who was there yesterday but wasn't today. That's Zach Ertz. He wasn't there today. He was there yesterday. Yeah. Not sure what to make. And then, of course, the third. But Max Williams is full go. He is a full go. He's excited about the mm-hmm. tight end room. And then, of course, there's J.J. Watt, who once again was a no-go today with a calf injury. So, yeah. so yes on Marcus Golden. I'm just surprised that Rondell Moore doesn't have a calf injury. <laughs> yes. yes on Rodney Hudson. No on Zach Ertz. No on J.J. Watt. Just wake me up Sunday and give me the report. <laughs> no on Trayvon Mullen. He wasn't out there again today. Okay. And now you've got this Rondell Moore issue, which suddenly is like, oh, what's... okay. Number one importance was probably Marcus Golden going up against Patrick Mahomes. Agreed. Number two was probably Rodney Hudson. Yeah. And number three was probably J.J. Watt. Number four, Trayvon Mullen. If I went order of importance, I would have went one, Marcus, um, two, Rodney Hudson, mm-hmm. and then I would have J.J. three. Okay. That would be me. Are we are we putting Rondell Moore in this conversation, or is this because he's so no, new? Feel, or are we listen, not? I feel good about the wide receiver room. I mean, ooh, I, I feel like that they. Well, I do. I feel do good you? about okay. the wide receiver. Okay. I, liked, I loved Dorch in the preseason, but we'll see. And uh, you know, Andy Isabella is. Um, I think he's going to get some opportunities here. Listen, if if he's got a you know a grade one hamstring, he's going to be out like he's going to be out four weeks too. Two to four weeks, Rondale Moore. So this might be a real opportunity for Andy Isabella to, you know, put his put his uh, money where his mouth is, or put the what's that phrase? Put the put your money where your mouth put is. Put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, that's, yeah, that is the phrase. That's it. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's you, you got it. You, yeah. you, you did. You it. talked yeah. a big game and you played well. But now 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 it matters. Now the games count. So let's see what you can do. All right. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, it is back. It is finally here. The NFL with maybe the best opening night game we've seen in. Five years, 10 years, 15, 20, forever. I don't know. But off we go with the NFL season tonight, and that's next on the Burns and Gambo Show. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Burns and Gambo. And away we go with the National Football League tonight. Oh, man. It is here. It's time to go. And as we talked about yesterday, I don't know if you could have drawn up a better, more intriguing, no higher stakes season opening game than what we have tonight between no. the defending champ L.A. Rams and the team that basically everybody is picking to win the Super Bowl this year, the Buffalo Bills. How would you feel if you're a Bills fan? With all the heartache that you've gone through, right? With all of the the four straight Super Bowls, the four straight Super Bowl losses. Can you find Scott Norwood's wide right, Mitch? Just I need to hear it this segment. Scott Norwood, wide right. I just got to hear it. You're right. There was like there's no fan base. I don't think in the NFL that it's had more suffering than the Bills. None. 
because they went to four Super Bowls with a great team, by the way. It was a great team. Thurman Thomas and Andre Reid and Jim Kelly and Cornelius Bennett and Bruce. It was a great team. You can't be an average team when you go to four straight Super Bowls. No. I don't care if you've lost all of them. They You're were, still a great team. Marv, leave. That was a great, great football team. Now, three of the, I think three of the Super Bowls were not that competitive. But the one that they should have won was they should have beat the Giants. They should have beat the Giants. Yeah. And it came down to a field goal, and the field goal was wide right, and the and the Bills lost. I'm trying to think. Okay. We wait. There's a snap. There's a kick. It is up. It is. No good. No one missed. Four seconds left. The Giants have won Super Bowl 25 by the score of 20 to 19. I remember jumping up and down as a Giants fan. So damn excited. You know, just like that, like that anguish right there when the game comes down to one kick at the end, make it and they're the Super Bowl champs. But that, like, to go back to your point of the fan base, like, like I don't know that you can get too high with this football team if you're a now if you're a twenty year old twenty five year old sure you don't you know don't that pain that. you don't understand that pain but if you went through that as a kid if you're fifty years old forty five years old you went through that and that was your team I don't know that you can get that invested in buying that your team's going to win the Super Bowl when you've been through that much harder. I mean honestly off the top of my head mm-hmm. I, I I just I can't come up with another more tortured I mean the, the Browns. Vikings, the Vikings, maybe they the had a lot of good teams. They haven't won one, have they? They haven't won a. If they did, it was they lost four. Okay, so so the the Viking. Okay, hold on, hold on. Sorry, we're detour here. Franchises to never win a Super Bowl. Let's see what we got here: the Browns, the Lions, the Texans, the Jags, the Bengals, the Falcons, the Panthers. Uh, where was I? The Cardinals, the Titans, the Chargers, the Bills, the Vikings. Okay. I think they went to four. On that list, the only two teams that I would say that come close are the Vikings Mm -hmm. or the Browns. I I mean, just because the Browns had those, you know, back-to-back years against Elway back then. Um, Of all those organizations, most of them, honestly, haven't been all that great throughout the years. What was the year that Minnesota had the great team? The Randall Cunningham year, right? 10 or 11. And if I'm not mistaken, I think they lost to the Saints. I believe you're right. And the Saints went on to win. That was the that was their team. That, that was, was their was team. Minnesota's. Not, that wasn't Randall Cunningham. That was um, who was the quarterback of that team. It was. It was. Um, I can't remember. I'd have to look it Brett up. Brett Favre. No, no. It was the Vikings quarterback. Brett Favre it was, was a Vikings it quarterback. Was Randall at one Cunningham. Point. Not in 2010. Who? I could have sworn. Uh, let me see. <laughs> Who was their quarterback in 2010? If you want to know what a radio show getting derailed sounds like, this well, is. When you have to go it. back like so many years, it's like, oh, man. <laughs> I, know, I, don't remember. I just remember that was a great Vikings team. It was, like, a, gr- was a I think great they won Vikings 13 team. games, if I remember right, that season. Yeah, they were the yeah. favorites to win it all. Right. They and they, the, yeah, and they, they, I remember they, the, they lost to the Saints. They the had league. a Randall Cunningham team that was really, really good when he was the quarterback there. Um, that, that, that wasn't able to go. Anyway, we'll figure it out during the break because that's what we do. Live radio is the best, isn't it? Um, tonight's game, again, tortured fan base in the Buffalo Bills. They, they are, I clicked on an athletic story today to see who their writers were picking to win the Super Bowl. Everybody's picking the Bills. Everybody's got the Bills winning the Super Bowl, right? There are yes. a handful of votes for the Bucs and for the Rams and for the Chargers, but for the most part, this season is expected to be somewhat of a Bills coronation. And, and you know how I feel about this, and I think most of the time you feel the same way. You say one team or the field, I'm going to take the field. 
And if you'd said to me right now, the Buffalo Bills are the field, oh, you better believe I'm taking the field, right? It's the NFL. Crazy stuff happens. Who knows where it's going to go? Against a Rams team that if there's any shot of the Cardinals winning the division, one of the things you're looking for in tonight's game, you know, I know it's just game one of 17. What are... It was Brett Favre. Was it Brett Favre? Who said Brett Favre? Mitch did. Mitch is a genius. Mitch is a genius. 12 and Brett Favre. I couldn't pay attention to any one thing you were saying because I was just fascinated to try to figure out who it was. Uh, yeah, they lost to the Saints. Yeah. That was the other. I, I had Saints. forgotten that, that was Brett Man, Favre's that team. That was Brett Favre. Yeah. It's, that was, it feels like a while ago. God, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, so okay, good. Now that we've got that yeah, clear. I could actually move on. <laughs> I can actually move on now. <laughs> you were, yeah. were going to be stuck on I that until so you stuck got on that. <laughs> I totally remember they had a great team. They won a lot of games and they, went, See, they, they lost to, this, to the New Orleans. Orleans. That was like 12 years ago. Yeah, that's yeah. the difference between you and me. I can just like, yeah, you know what? I don't know. Screw it. We'll move on. You know, I'll just keep going. I'll figure it out later. But but mm. you, you had to know, and, and now we do. Um, oh, I stopped TV shows with my wife to look up. I know that person from somewhere to try to figure out what show I know that person from. We will stop everything. Dead in its tracks, middle of a show. I see. I know that person from some TV show or movie, and I got. I, I can't move on until I look it up. Josh Allen uh, yesterday talking about opening the season against the defending champs, going to play the defending Super Bowl champs, and um, you know, watching them raise their banner. You know, that'll that'll be an interesting feeling for sure. And we understand. There's going to be a lot of people watching. Uh, it's, it's an anticipated wait to the NFL season. Um, we're excited for it, and I know the Rams are excited for it. It's week one of, of a, a long season. It's it's one game, and we're looking forward to playing this game, but it's not going to make or break our season. And that's the biggest thing, and that's it. Nothing's going to be won tonight. Nothing's going to be gained. No one's going to be eliminated. No one's going to win a championship. It's one game of 17. we got a long, long way to go. More than anything, I'm just enjoying. I'm enjoying the football's back, and I'm enjoying that we get so such a dynamic game to start the season with. I don't know if it's going to live yeah. up to the billing. I really don't know if you could handpick two teams from each conference to start the season off better than the matchup you've got tonight. I just think it's it's. I just don't know if it's going to live up to the hype yeah. or not. I have and, no idea. And, and the Rams, I think, still think there's a lot of people out of picking the Rams. The Rams are trying to do something that hasn't been done since the early 2000s with the Patriots. Win back-to-back Super Bowls. Now, there's a Von Miller angle here because Von Miller helped the Rams last year, and yep. now he's with Buffalo. Yep. And so you've got that whole angle. And, you know, you've got Josh Allen. A lot of people think he's going to be the MVP. Yep. And you've got a Bills team that's been knocking on the door for a couple of years now. They've been knocking on that door for a couple of years. And they've supplanted the Patriots, right? We've been waiting forever for somebody to supplant the Patriots in the AFC East. And with Brady leaving and with Josh Allen coming in, it's finally happened. The Bills are the class of the AFC East. It's not the Patriots anymore. So it's their time. A lot of people feel it's the Bills' time. you got the Matthew Stafford angle with his elbow. Sure. Uh, and the revelation in the last 24 hours that he had a procedure. They're not calling it a surgery, but they're calling it a procedure in the offseason. That it was similar to something Clayton Kershaw had done. You've got the fact that there's a new offensive coordinator in Buffalo, right? Brian Dable is left to be the head coach of the Giants. Yes. And so how does Josh Allen kind of function with that? And then there's this. And this story came out today. Um, and this one's, this one's interesting. Apparently Aaron Donald wasn't really bluffing when he was ready to retire. He submitted a retirement letter to the Rams this offseason. Did he really? For Ian Rappaport, um, Aaron Donald appeared to have his mind made up. The rumors floated that he was going to retire. So the agent for the greatest defensive tackle to ever play 
sent a letter to the only team Aaron Donald has ever played for, the Rams, and informed them of his decision to retire. The letter, which has been an unreported secret since it was sent, was on Athlete's First Letterhead. It was addressed to Roger Goodell. Simply stated, it was that Donald had informed the Rams he was retiring effective May 9th. It came with instructions to send it to the league office. The letter was never sent. The Rams held on to it. The two sides started talking about him coming back, kept talking about him coming back. And somewhere, apparently, there is a letter that the Rams were supposed to send to the NFL announcing to them that Aaron Donald was going to retire from football this year. And somehow Darren Rovell is going to have that up on Twitter and <laughs> somebody's going to purchase it for $250,000. Yeah. And uh, by the way, I got just 98. The Randall Cunningham year. Randall was the '98 was the Randall Cunningham year where they only they was they were 15 and one. They lost to the Falcons. So there was the two years. I was combining two years in one. There was the year they lost to New Orleans. They had a really good team, and that was in 2010 with Favre. But the '98 year was the year that they had the great team with Denny Green with Randall Cunningham, and they lost to the Falcons. Okay, there you go. There's our Vikings. <laughs> we combined two Are years in now? one. Are yeah, we good? I'm good. I'm good. Can we? Can we? we we're, we're good. Show Everybody shall get, go on. Can I get thumbs up across the board around the room yep the boss was giving thumbs up thumbs up yeah we're good we're good to move on i just want you to give me more credit when i say brett Favre was a vikings quarterback that's all i want i was thinking night i remembered that they lost to the saints in a year in the championship game but i was really thinking about the 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 randall cunningham year where they went 15 and one because they were the clear favorites to win gary anderson missed the kick and gary anderson missed the damn kick yeah Yep, that was it. That right. one. Appreciate appreciate everybody on Twitter trying to give us the right answer. <laughs> I'm telling you, live radio sometimes is absolutely the yep. best. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, well, the refreshing thing about last night's Diamondbacks loss is that we don't have a bullpen to blame. We'll talk about that next on the Burns and Gambo show. <laughs> the Burns and Gambo need to know Twitter poll presented by Sanderson Ford. All right, Zach's here with our Twitter poll question of the day on the Burns and Gambo show. Now, initially, we rolled the first one out before the Rondale Moore injury happened, and then Mitch or Gambo put me on the spot and asked me to come up with over-unders for Andy Isabella in week one. Zach, I leave it up to you. Whichever one you want to start with. Where, where, where are we going here? You lead us. We'll start defense since we heard from uh, Vance Joseph er- er- earlier today. We'll hear about, talk about him more later in the show. We're starting off with who will lead the Arizona Cardinals in interceptions this season. Is it Buda Baker, Mr. Moneybags, Jalen Thompson, cornerback one, Byron Murphy or someone else? Byron Murphy. I'm going Byron Murphy. Who will lead the Cardinals in interceptions? Jalen Thompson. Mr. Moneybags. That's what we were calling him. Mr. Moneybags himself. Um, But that one's a very difficult question to answer. What do you got? Our listeners are siding with Gambo on this one. 44% (laughs) say Byron Murphy will lead the team in interceptions. Buda Baker with 29.2% in second place. Jalen Thompson with 22% in third. And others saying 4%. A lot of the popular responses to the write-in answer is Kyler Murray trying to be a little bit funny. Kyler Murray might lead the team in interceptions. Uh, Thrown, not caught, but yes, he might lead the team in interceptions. Mm. Then the other, okay, so 
We've got the injury to Rondale Moore, hamstring injury. According to a report, he's going to get an MRI on it. Obviously not ideal. Gambo put me on the spot and asked me for over-unders on catches and yards for Andy Isabella in week one against Kansas City. I put receptions at 2.5. I put yards at 37.5. What's our poll question on this one? So, yes, yeah, so we're just asking the... The over and the under for the catches and yards. Like you said, two and a half receptions, 37 and a half yards. Give us your predictions. Can I give you what Rondale Moore's fantasy forecast was? Yeah, sure. 3.7 receptions, 45.1 yards. I should feel that better about where I put Moore. those over-unders. Yeah. yeah, I think your over-unders are good. You're pretty good at this. Like You could, you could probably get a job in Vegas doing some lines. I'm going to take the under on both of them. I'll take the under on both of them. And you're taking the over on both of them, right? Yeah, I'm going to take the over. Okay. Yeah. I'm well, a little more optimistic. You're a little more pessimistic. Well, you know. Gambo's two for two with our audience today. Over on both, leading the way with 42%. 30% going with you, Dave, with 30% on under on both. Over on the catches, under on the yards with 16.5%, 11% in last place with under on the catches and over on the yards. Don't kid yourself, Zach. 99 times out of 100, yeah. our audience is going to go with Gambo. And that's okay. I'm a man of the people. I'm, I'm good with I'm just a man of the people. I'm good with that. Those are our poll questions. You can find them on the Burns and Gambo Twitter page. A 1-0 from Hader. Swing and a ground ball to short. Kim has it. And his throw to first in time. The Padres win the game. The Padres win the series. Josh Hader gets the save and the final score. It's the Padres six and the Diamondbacks three. Well, at least we're not blaming the bullpen for what happened last uh, night. At least we have that. We, I know. I was just so hoping that they would get the lead because it was going to be one of those two guys I mentioned that was going to close the game. Reyes Maranta or Caleb Smith. They were not going to go to Melanson or Kennedy last night. So I was uh, waiting to see which one of those guys it would be. I knew it would be one of those two guys. I just was not told which one it would be. Did you see the word uh, Lavello used pregame to describe the, uh, the, the closer situation? He called it fluid. And I'm like, as in lighter fluid? <laughs> as in, like, like flammable fluid? Yeah, our, our closer situation is fluid. Yeah, that's great. Like lighter fluid to an open flame. It's just going to go whoosh right in front of everybody. Like vomit? Is in vomit fluid? <laughs> vomit, is vomit is fluid. Vomit is fluid. Yes, there's what that, too. What word could this, describe the Dimex bullpen when using the word fluid? I'm going with vomit. Vomit, lighter fluid. Yeah, mm. it's, uh, boy, we're off to a rocket start so far here on Burns I'm just and having fun today. It's oh, Thursday. It's a short week. So the main thing to take away from last night is probably Corbin Carroll, who hit his first big league home run last night. Here's what it sounded like. pitch. Swung on and hit in the air to center. Going back is Azokar. Onto the track. He's at the wall. It is gone! First career home run for Corbin Carroll and he goes to deep center field. Back-to-back jacks off of Darvish. And it's 2-0 Diamondbacks here in the second. Super cool. They gave him the silent oh, treatment. They, did. they, they did. did. They really stretched that one out too. They really yeah. made Corbin Carroll sweat it out. Yeah. But then later in the game, kind of the good and the bad with a young player like Corbin Carroll. Well, and just the, the aggressiveness that they have on the base path is not always going to work their way. No, it's not. And last night, it completely backfired on him. First and second, chasing two runs in the seventh. Nobody and he, out. And he, nobody out, and he tries to steal third base. 
And Why? There's, there's no re- he's he's gonna score from second on just about any single that's hit. He all he's doing is running in outs and and you know he he talked after the game about how he was timing the pitcher's 1. delivery. 4, he thought he yeah. had a window to go in and he got thrown out. And that's kind of the stuff you live with with young kids sometimes that they're going to make mistakes yeah, like that. Yeah, listen, I love the aggressiveness. I don't want to take it away from them. So I hope Lavello. I mean, listen, it's a mistake. Um, it's it was definitely a mistake. It's he's got to know in his mind. There's no real purpose for me getting the third. I no. mean, I could score on a sack fly, uh, but I would rather have the three shots at somebody getting me home from second than just taking the chance that I'm going to get thrown out at third base. I mean, the chances are you're in second base. You're going to score with nobody out. Um, getting to third, yeah, I, I get. It. If you get to third, you could score on a sack fly. You could score on a pass ball or wild pitch. There are benefits to it, but it's not worth the risk. Not down chase. Two and with nobody out, so that was not a good play by Corbin Carroll. No, it wasn't, and I know you know it's it's a shame that that had to happen on the same night he hit his first big league home run. You know, you'd like to have the yeah, he hit his first home run, but dot dot dot, and then you talk about something like that. I thought for me, other than Carroll, the big takeaway in last night's game was, and it was kind of predictable when you think about it. Boy, they really got to Tommy Henry last night. Those were some those were some well struck balls he was giving up. Couldn't locate his fast. In particular, in that second inning, it felt like a laser show out there. He's mm. given up now, what, 12 earned in his last yeah, two starts? Yeah, and, and there's a little bit of that, okay, great debut, and you just always expect there's going to be a little bit of a comeback down to earth kind of moment and yeah. a counter-adjustment, and I think you're seeing that now with Tommy Henry a little bit. You are. I was real excited about him. I still am. I mean, he's going to go through his growing pains. Now, he's got to figure it out, right? He's got to make those adjustments because they clearly made the adjustments on him, and that's what you're looking at. I mean, he just could not locate the fastball. He struggled with that. They hit three home runs off of him. They had five runs off of him in four and a third innings. Um, and, but I was waiting. But even then, it was still in the game. Diamondbacks had not lost the series in a while, you know, since they were swept by the Cardinals when, when Pujols hit the two home runs in that one game. So they had been uh, play, playing well, winning series, and then they dropped those games to the Padres. Yeah. So, and, and, yeah, the, the, they've won a whole bunch of series over the last month and a half. So now they move on. On to play Colorado, we'll get the idea of whether Zach Gallon streak is going to continue. Dalton oh, Varshow, yeah, oh yeah, it's it's the Gallon streak. When two, he needs two outs, right? Two outs to, to pass Webb. Two or? outs to tie. Two outs to tie. Three to pass. Clean first inning, and he's in the record books. Number one. What night does he start? Is it Friday? I believe it's tomorrow. Yeah. Is it tomorrow night? He starts. Okay. You're Brandon Webb. Do you root for him or no? <laughs> I'm serious. That's a question. If you're Brandon no. Webb, do you root for him? No. No. No, you don't. Like, give me that leadoff home run. Come on, no, Rocky. You don't. No, you don't. No, you want to stay in that record, Brooke. Right? You, you never admit that, but no. no. So somebody you, asks you, you just lie, you just cross your fingers and lie through your teeth. Pretty much. I really want him to do well. You know, the records are meant to be broken. You know, I enjoyed having it for this long, but it's like you do, you say all those right things, right? Yeah, pretty much. Meanwhile, meanwhile you're home, you're like, son of a gun. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, by the way, not Friday, Saturday. For Zach Gallen, not tomorrow. So Saturday. Saturday is when he'll go. So we got ASU, Oklahoma State. Uh, Yeah. And what's Arizona got? Like Mississippi? Mississippi State. State? Mississippi State? Yeah. And then we got Zach Gallen set. But Saturday's a nice sports day. Saturday's a good sports day. Got a lot going on. Yeah, absolutely. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo Show here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station, obviously the news of the day coming from the Cardinals with Rondell Moore. The NFL season is here, and we've got some last-minute predictions to tell you about. That's coming up on the Burns and Gambo Show. 
98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station. Burns and Gambo. So on this Thursday, as we're getting ready for the opener against the Chiefs on Sunday, and of course the NFL season opener tonight against the Rams and the Bills, we were going to spend a little time, and we still are, talking about the Cardinals offense because James Conner met with the media today. We want to tell you what he had to say. Keontae Ingram met with the media today. Of course, the Cardinals surprised some by keeping five running backs on the roster. How they use those running backs will remain to be seen, but it'll be kind of curious to see how they use them all. It really will be. It, I, like, it's just, it yeah. seems There's like... There's a one and it is a, there's a one, then there's a 2A and a 2B. Yeah, so what are you right? doing with three and four, right? I mean, what, what do you... I think one, you know, I mean, you obviously you've got one guy that's a dominant special teams player. The key to me is Keontae Ingram. Does he does he get any touches? Does he not dress? He's not going to dress all five. So I am curious to see how that, how it plays out. Here's Keontae. Mixed emotions, you know, uh, first NFL game, something I've been striving for since I was three years old. And now that it's finally here and against the East Texas, you know, rival, you know, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, I'm excited about this. So just excited to see how yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how how the, it's deployed with five running backs because it's very unusual. What I was going to say, uh, we can't have a conversation about the offense without again reiterating what happened to Rondale Moore today. For people who might not have seen it or heard about it, he suffered a hamstring injury today. The, the report. First came down from Aaron Wilson, who works for uh, the Pro Football Network, used to work for the Houston Chronicle NFL Insider, tweeted out an hour ago the Cardinals wide receiver Rondell Moore injured his hamstring today during practice, is going to have a further examination, including an MRI to determine the severity. They've written a story about it on the Pro Football Network by Aaron Wilson, the guy who broke it, and he included a quote from an unnamed source. Uh, according to a league source not authorized to speak publicly, Publicly, quote, he went down running a route. It seemed serious. Close quote. Yeah. So there's that. Well, he, remember, he missed one year. He missed eight games at Purdue with a hamstring injury. He missed the right. The, that was the whole rest of the season. They weren't very good that year. There was another year. He missed three games with a hamstring injury. So you go back to Rondale Moore. And listen, he's, when he, that one year he had, he was so dynamic and so explosive. He's like, we, you know, we could be a great player in this league. You really believe believe that. But those hamstring injuries at Purdue definitely limited him. And that was a concern coming in and here you are right now. And he had a good rookie year and now he's got a hamstring injury. You would expect that a hamstring injury, if it's grade one, it's serious, it's probably two to four weeks. You could miss a month. You could miss a month of the season. Sure. You know, you don't Depending on how serious it is, yeah. Yeah, because hamstrings are one of the toughest injuries to deal with because you think you're okay and you're really not until you start running a cutting bush. You know, and if within a few days, a lot of times you're walking okay, you feel okay, but if you try to make a cut or something, Oh, you, you tweak it a little bit. Like that's not something you want to make sure that is fully healed before you play. Because if it's not, and you come back, you're just going to tweak it again. I will say this: you did ask me in the moments to set an over under on Andy Isabella catches yeah. and yards. Uh, several on Twitter think that we should have subbed out Andy Isabella for Greg Dorch in that question. That Dorch will be the one who gets those looks instead of Isabella. I I don't know. I have no idea. It doesn't really matter. I mean, it does, but it doesn't matter today and in this moment. But but what are the reactions? Actions on social media yeah, is like my play. it's going to be Greg Dorch. It's not going to be Andy Isabella, and so we'll see. I, I don't know what they do. I just know that with no D Hop and now perhaps no Rondale Moore, so you and, got Hollywood Brown is your number one. Yep, and you've got AJ is your number two. AJ Green, and then your three and four, Dorch and Isabella. Dorch and Isabella. 
And you're going to need you better. Yeah, and you and hope your tight ends can deliver. Zach Ertz didn't mm-hmm. practice today. Did yesterday. Didn't practice today, though. You Max got running backs good. You, James Conner, you can throw the ball out of the backfield to James Conner. I'm still not worried about the weapons. They'll score points. They'll move the ball down the field. Even if, you know, more. You got to, at this point, you got to just expect that Moore's not going to play. Perfect transition into James Conner, who met with the media today on if this is the best he's felt going into a season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I just learned a lot, you know, especially a uh, new team in the second year being with that team, um, you know, I try to prepare. I feel like every year is my is the best I felt going into a season. Uh, but I do feel like I prepared a little smarter and better this year coming into to the season. So I'm excited to see you know this this hard work pay off. Of course, it's gonna be a big year for James Conner for a couple of reasons. Number one, he's got to kind of back up the big year he had last year, in which he. Clearly established himself as like a heartbeat guy in that room, and then number two for a running back, that's a fairly big contract that he's got to live up to, right? I mean, it was kind of a surprising number that the Cardinals gave him to make sure he was around, and and he's got a lot to live up to going into the season. Fifteen touchdowns last year. Fifteen touchdowns. He was a. He's getting the ball inside the five yard line. Okay, no ifs ands or buts about it. He is, and I had somebody describe him to me in that organization. He is a total alpha man. He is that, that guy, and, you know, he is tough. He is hard-nosed. He wants the football. What surprised me about him, and maybe we shouldn't have been surprised because he had some years in Pittsburgh where he was really good at it. What surprised me was his ability to catch the ball in the backfield. Mm-hmm. You know, he was very good at it. He actually added three touchdowns out of the backfield. So at 39 catches, uh, 37 catches, only 39 targets. So he's a really good uh, pass catcher out of the backfield. That surprised me. Again, now, like, he had some years in Pittsburgh where he was good at it, but his dual threat ability to not only run the ball, but then also to catch it out of the backfield makes him a real dangerous weapon. He's a solid football player. He's the guy that you want to give him the ball in those tough yardage situations, and he wants the ball in those situations. He was asked about his feeling with the offense going into week one. Uh, we feel good. We feel prepared. We feel confident. Uh, we've got a great opponent coming up on Sunday, and we're just looking forward to, 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 uh, this great competition and this uh, great game, man, come out on top. Yeah, it's it's going to be. I mean, look, whether it's week one or maybe for the entire season, depending on how you feel about the defense, and we're going to hear from Vance Joseph in less than 10 minutes, and, and he's going to defend the defense, and Buda Baker's going to defend the defense, and they're going to say we're, we don't have as many question marks as people think. It seems like the Cardinals have a bunch of question marks on defense, and it seems like they, they have fewer question marks on offense, which might mean it's going to be reliant upon the offense to be the dominant unit to get them through this season if they're going to go where they want to go. They're going to need to score points, I think, with that defense, despite what Vance and Buddha have there to say. There was a, I don't know if I did this because you were on vacation, the Cardinals spend a lot more money on their offense than they're doing their defense. And, like, the Rams spend a lot more money on their defense than they do on their we offense. We talked about that before I left on vacation. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, a lot more on their offense you know, the, than their the, defense. You know, that's the, that's the difference. I mean, there is a big difference in the amount of money like every team not not every team is equal in the amount of money they spend but the cardinals money is jacked up in their offense where the you know the the rams and i think the 49ers are more jacked up in their defense so you know that's why you got to score points like you know you've just got to assume that you're going to need to score a lot of points so that your defense is not going to be great uh one last predict well probably not the last prediction but one more prediction for this upcoming season adam Pain. sheen huh 
Oh, well, well, yeah, pain. Pain. Adam Shine, who normally loves the Cardinals. What the hell's going on here? <laughs> normally, God. Adam Shine. That wasn't Adam Shine. Mitchell plays some Adam Shine cuts here in a moment. That was. Was that Adam Shine? That was, that was him, the yeah. sad Seattle Seahawks video. Oh, yeah. that's right. It, didn't, it doesn't sound like Adam Shine to me. But this you're, is sad. And that, that, <laughs> that was Adam Shine. Nine last-minute predictions for the 2022 NFL season. Doesn't really talk about the Cardinals, but he projects his NFC playoff seedings. He doesn't have the Cardinals in the top seven. And then he writes, the toughest emissions in the NFC were Carolina and Dallas. Carolina. So when I say he doesn't mention the Cardinals, I mean he doesn't mention the Cardinals. He lists his top seven teams. These teams making the playoffs. Eight and nine are Carolina and Dallas. Eight and nine are Carolina and Dallas. He oh, he, the, he's not on. He's not high on the. And he usually loves the Cardinals. Usually, he usually loves the Cardinals. Yeah. Have he got a spat with Steve Kime or something? I, I, or? I, I, or he's just being painfully honest about what well, he maybe sees. Maybe he's being painfully honest. Maybe he's just looking around. Or, or maybe maybe he knew Rondell Moore was going to hurt his hamstring. He's like, yeah, forget it. I'm not picking them. I, I have Carolina. no idea. Carolina. I, I saw somebody else on, who was it? Bill Simmons on social media today on Twitter who said he's got Carolina as his 2022 yeah. How did they make the playoffs playoff team? He yeah. thinks Carolina's getting in. Except that they realize that Christian McCaffrey's back on the injury list. Yeah, there's mm. that. The, the, yeah. When is he ever not on the injury yeah. list? Yep. When is he ever healthy? Christian McCaffrey, right? shin injury, added to the week one injury report. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, for the first time, we're hearing from Vance Joseph this season, and he went into detail why Isaiah Simmons is going to be wearing the green dot this weekend. We'll tell you what he had to say about that next on the Burns and Gambo show.